please subscribe and leave a review of Dorky wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can support the pod if you'd like. You can use PayPal or buy me a coffee. There are links to both methods on Dorky's website and in the show notes of this episode. Thank you so much. Hello, this is Dorky. I'm your host, April. This is a podcast about history. I'm going to be discussing events, people, and sometimes just random things from history that interest me and are important. I am absolutely not a historian. I'm just a dork who spends a lot of time watching, reading, listening to anything I can get my hands on about history, and I want to talk about it. I think a lot can be learned from looking into the past, and I'd like to share what I've learned, and my opinion about what I've learned, and I hope you enjoy it. I know it's been a few years since the HBO show Game of Thrones ended, but it's right before the prequel House of the Dragon starts, and I'm really excited about it, so I thought it would be fun to take a trip down memory lane and talk about the real-life history behind Game of Thrones. I mean, the name of this podcast is a play on the word dorky for a reason. Game of Thrones was a show based off of a series of novels written by George R.R. Martin, A Song of Ice and Fire. Setting the ending of that show aside, I loved it. One of the things I loved so much about it was that George built this incredibly intricate world with a rich history, but he took bits of real history and used that for his books. Or, as he put it, I get inspiration from history, and then I take elements from history and I turn it up to 11. So here are some examples of what real-world history George put into the series. Before I get into it, please be aware that I'm going to be talking about the entirety of the show Game of Thrones, so if you haven't seen the show, this is your spoiler warning. Okay, so first off, the whole concept of the show, the war between the Starks and the Lannisters, was based off a real war, the War of the Roses. The War of the Roses was a war that took place in England in the 15th century that lasted like 30 years. This conflict was, like Game of Thrones, between two families, the Yorks and the Lancasters. Here's a quote from George talking about that. My model for this was the four-volume history of the Plantagenets that Thomas B. Costain wrote in the 50s. It's old-fashioned history. He's not interested in analyzing socioeconomic trends or cultural shifts so much as the plots and the betrayals, all the juicy stuff. Costain did a wonderful job on the Plantagenets, so I tried to do that for the Targaryens. Many characters in Game of Thrones are inspired by historical figures, but the entire character arc of Joffrey Baratheon appears to be based on the life of Edward of Lancaster. The English prince lived during the 15th century, during the infamous War of the Roses, and there are many similarities between the two. Edward was born the son of King Henry VI and Queen Margaret of Anjou, and like Joffrey, he was rumored to be the result of an illicit affair by the queen. After being driven into exile with his mother thanks to the outbreak of fighting, young Edward developed a Joffrey-like disposition where he became obsessed with removing people's heads 
and waging vicious conflicts. Edward of Lancaster also met his end while still a teenager, just like Geoffrey, though his death came by sword, not poison. I'll be honest. I don't know much about Edward of Lancaster, but I'm going to have to look more into him. He lived like 600 years ago, and he's still remembered as, well, a jerk, and being talked of as the inspiration for Geoffrey Baratheon. So he must have been something else, to put it mildly. I mean, the other person I've heard Joffrey compared to is Caligula. So, yeah. Theon Greyjoy has a lot of parallels with George Plantagenet, who was involved in the War of the Roses. Theon grew up in Winterfell as a ward to Ned Stark, and a surrogate brother to Ned's son, Rob Stark. Following the outbreak of the War of the Five Kings, Theon was one of Rob's most trusted advisors. After Rob sent Theon to meet with his father, Balon Greyjoy, Theon turned on Rob and invaded the North. Theon's historical inspiration, George Plantagenet, was brother to Edward IV of York, and, like Theon, began the War of the Roses as a staunch York defender. Much like Theon, George Plantagenet turned on his brother during the War of the Roses and defected to the Lancasters. In real life, the brothers did reconcile, but George was later drowned in a barrel of wine for treason. I'm unclear as to what exactly he was actually accused of doing. Edward said it was for, quote, unnatural, loathly treasons. Sometimes, George went further back into history than the 15th century for inspiration. Ramsay Bolton is thought to be based off of the ancient Assyrian leader Ashur Banipal. The Bolton family sigil is the flayed man, and Ramsay and his father really take their family's sigil to heart, doing horrible things and causing horrible pain to people and enjoying it. Ashur Banipal wasn't much different. After reconquering a city that had tried to leave his empire, Ashur Banipal reportedly asked for a pillar to be built at the city gate. Then he had the rebel leaders flayed and used their skins to cover the pillar as a warning to other rebels. He also had a few cadavers impaled and put on display, which is a very, very Bolton family thing to do. Remember when they captured Winterfell? They not only flayed the Ironborn, but they impaled them? Well, I remember, and the North remembers too. Another example of art in Game of Thrones imitating life is The Wall. In the show, there's a 700-foot-tall magic wall of ice that was built to keep a group of people called the Wildlings out of Westeros. There's an actual wall in England that was built by the Romans when they were in England to keep the Scottish out, although, to be fair, they were called the Picts back then. The real wall is called Hadrian's Wall, and while it's not 700 feet tall, it is 73 miles long stretching across England. The Red Wedding that happens in Game of Thrones is based off of two real-life historical events. The Glencoe Massacre, which had the same scale of carnage as the Red Wedding, and the Black Dinner of the 1440s. I'll let George speak on this. The Red Wedding is based on a couple real events from Scottish history. One was a case called the Black Dinner. The King of Scotland was fighting the Black Douglas clan. He reached out to make peace. He offered the young Earl of Douglas safe passage. He came to Edinburgh Castle and had a great feast. Then, at the end of the feast, the king's men started pounding on a single drum. They brought out a covered plate 
and put it in front of the earl and revealed it was the head of a black boar, a dark omen, and as soon as he saw it, he knew what it meant. The larger instance was the Glencoe Massacre. Clan Campbell stayed with the MacDonald clan overnight, and the laws of hospitality supposedly applied. But the Campbells arose and started butchering every MacDonald they could get their hands on. No matter how much I make up, there's stuff in history that's just as bad or worse. Side note, the Glencoe Massacre is also referred to in the show Mad Men, although it's more subtle. The character Pete Campbell is trying to get his daughter accepted into a school, but is denied. Pete and his wife go to speak to the head of the school, whose last name is MacDonald. It turns out that Pete is a descendant of those Campbells, and the head of the school he's trying to get his daughter into is a descendant of those McDonald's. And that's why Pete's daughter isn't being accepted into the school, and the two men get into a fistfight over it, with Pete screaming that the king ordered it, and it's hysterical. George even used religion as inspiration. There are many faiths in Westeros, one of them being the worship of Relor, which is practiced by red priests and priestesses like Melisandre. The faith of the Lord of Light borrows a lot from Zoroastrianism, one of the earliest monotheistic religions in human history. Both faiths focus heavily on the importance of fire and an understanding of the universe as divided into very binary terms. The Zoroastrians also have a hero figure who is destined to take on the forces of evil in a climatic fight, but theirs is named Ahura Mazda instead of Azor Ahai. It's thought that George was inspired by the Roman Empire when he created Valeria. Before the Targaryens brought their dragons to Westeros, they were part of a vast empire. Old Valeria bears a striking resemblance to the Roman Empire. Both were technically republics. Both empires enslaved people from all across the world. Both arose on a peninsula in a warm climate. Both built roads and buildings with wildly advanced technology for their time and both eventually collapsed, leading to centuries of conflict. It's also thought that the volcano that destroyed Valeria, known as the Doom, was inspired by the destruction of Pompeii by Mount Vesuvius. Even wildfire is based on history. It's based on Greek fire, a compound used by the Byzantine Greeks in the 7th century. The exact recipe for Greek fire is still unknown to this day, but reportedly, the substance could ignite on contact with water, destroying enemy ships before they reached land. Stannis Baratheon's decision to siege the capital of King's Landing, also known as the Battle of Blackwater Bay, seems to be taken from the Second Arab Siege of Constantinople that occurred in 717 to 718, where Greek fire is said to have been used. The Dothraki are a group of nomadic, horse-loving warriors who rule the vast plains of Essos and seem to share many characteristics with the Mongol Empire that existed in the 13th and 14th centuries across Asia and Europe. Khal Drogo, a Dothraki ruler, also shares certain characteristics with the Mongol legend Genghis Khan, including executing enemies by ways of molten precious metals being poured on the head. Genghis used silver, Drogo used gold. The deaths of Khal Drogo and Genghis Khan were even similar. Drogo died from an infected wound, and Genghis is thought to have also died from an infected wound as well. One more small parallel I noticed was with Marjorie Tyrell 
and Catherine of Aragon. This one is tiny, but I thought worth pointing out. Marjorie comes to King's Landing from Highgarden to marry Joffrey and be his queen, but Joffrey dies, so Marjorie ends up marrying his younger brother Tommen and being his queen. Catherine of Aragon's story is similar. She came to England from Spain to marry the heir to the English throne, King Henry the Seventh's son, Arthur. They did get married, but Arthur died, so Catherine ended up marrying Arthur's younger brother Henry and being his queen. So that's some people and events George took from history to write his A Song of Ice and Fire novels. I think history is interesting and fun enough as it is, but when you add dragons to it the way George R. R. Martin did, it's just so much more interesting and better. I mean, dragons. The new series, House of the Dragon, also takes place in Westeros, but is set 200 years before the story of Game of Thrones. I haven't read the book House of the Dragon is based off of, so I have no idea, but I'm assuming George took inspiration from history when writing this novel as well, and I'm excited to see if he did and what he uses. Oh, and one last thing before I go. Tell Cersei. I want her to know it was me. Some of the sources I used for this episode are Ranker, Mental Floss, Bustle, bbc.co.uk, Grunge, and of course, as always, Wikipedia. So that's it. That's the episode. Thank you so much for listening. You can reach me at dorkypod at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know if I left something out or got something wrong. Or let me know if there's something in particular in history you'd like me to talk about. There's also a Facebook group called Dorky Podcast. Join it and be part of our community. Also, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're hearing it. It helps the podcast grow. But more importantly, your feedback will help me make this a better podcast. Until we meet again, friends... 